Welcome to the Herald Express Talker United Yellow Army podcast, brought to you weekly by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. We'll be talking about everything that you ever wanted to know about Talker United. Uh, you can find us in the Talker United channel on the Devon Live website, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes. something to talk about much to discuss we had a win we had a win we had a win at Bournemouth on Tuesday night which we'll be chatting about yep um, we've also got a chat with the gaffer himself who you've caught uh, in transit this morning haven't you I did I normally kind of try and ring him at a time when I believe he's probably got to the training ground but he was he was on speakerphone uh, going for Newton Abbott because uh, he had originally headed for the wrong training ground that's a good sign, isn't it? That's yeah. A good, good start this day. Um, <laughs> We've all done it, haven't we? They'll be training up at um, up at South Devon College this morning. They were. He was heading. He was heading well. to to Seal Hain. Um, we had a quick discussion about um, what what Seal Hain looks like at the moment. He said it's floating. I imagine so. Yeah. yeah. But the rain has stopped at last. So um, all the signs are set fair for some football this weekend. Yeah. Let's. Um, We'll be talking a little bit later on about this whole business about funding for the National League, which, yeah. is, um, which is a concern, isn't it? Slight concern, yeah. Um, obviously, we led, led with it on the back page of the Herald Express this week, um, and the story's been on the web. Um, there are a few clubs who are quite vocal about it, um, so we'll, we'll have a look at that. First of all, then, let's listen to, uh, to what Gary had to say on his way to the training ground this morning. Great stuff. Great result on Tuesday night. It must have been a good trip home for you and the players and, 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 the, and the staff. Yeah, it's always a good trip home when you've you know, got a win. Um, although, you know, obviously, the FA Trophy, it was still a very important win. And you just want to, after the defeat at Yeovil, we wanted to get back on the bike, as it were. And, uh, and we certainly did that. It took us a probably 45, 40 minutes probably to to get back to normal. Uh, and it was still nil at half time and then second half we came out and we played some really, really good stuff and uh, really pleased with our with our performance. And your uh, your reward is a trip to, to Southport, which isn't ideal but it's it's a it's a good opportunity in a competition, isn't it? Well it is we you know we're getting to the later stages now, aren't we, in the last sort of sixteen and as it gets down to the last eight and the semi-finals, and uh, obviously the final is a is always a, a great event. Hopefully, it still will be even yeah. in, in these times. Um, you know, as a Wembley final. But um, yeah, no, we you know, we're taking it. To, you know, whenever I need to. I mean, our players hadn't had a game for sort of uh, two weeks and no. a half weeks, so it was only right to to put out the team that uh, would have play them anyway on on the on the Saturday, so uh, you know we're, we're going into every game trying to win it. Yeah. Um, so the you you had uh, Armani Little. He got some time. Uh, Billy Walters got some time and scored. That must be pleasing for you after injuries. Yeah, our subs bench is uh, is looking strong, and you know it's strong when you find it very difficult to uh, to pick your, your your first eleven. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, what, what you hope is that 
the first 11, the, the 11 you put out there wins the game and you, you've got no excuse then to change it and it makes it a lot easier for you. But I always use my subs anyway, especially as we're playing Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. And uh, they all know they'll get, you know, a part of the game, uh, most often than not. Um, and all they've got to do is wait for a, a, a break dance to, to come into the team and then they got to perform and they can stay in the team. Yes. That's, how it, that's how it works. Absolutely. Um, we, you've touched on the fact that we haven't played since January the 2nd up until uh, Tuesday night. Um, so there's been a, a big gap and now the, the games really start coming th- uh, fast, don't they? And and, um, and it's an important period. It's a very important period because um, we knew Boreham Woodward, you know, they're a strong team and they're going to be there or thereabouts at the end of the season. Then we play Notts County um, on, uh, you know, next on, on Saturday. And then we play uh, Sutton, uh, probably our two main rivals, along with, well, the three main rivals at the moment, uh, Stockport as well in that. But uh, two of our main rivals, which, you know, become six pointers, both of them. And, uh, you know, we've got to make sure that we, we come through that unscathed if we can. Um... Saturday, uh, Notts County, and another away game. There's been a, a run of away games. Um, any, any problems with any members of the squad? Any injuries or anything? Or are you happy at the moment? No, I'm, I'm, I'm happy at the moment. Um, you know, we've got enough to fill a bench. It's yeah. good to get in, in the, um, you know, the two, the two lungs, yeah. Matt and Rob. Um, and... They, they just add to the quality of the squad and uh, and that's what we need at this moment. Rob didn't get a, a chance at um, Boreham Wood, but he will get his chance, won't he? As will Max. Of course he'll get his chance. Yeah, yeah no, that, that most will, uh, absolutely. There's 30-odd games left. Um, and, you know, I mean, Max probably a little bit more so has played more Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday games, but... Certainly, Rob wouldn't have played too many Saturday, Tuesday, Saturdays because of the under 23s yeah. don't have that sort of regular game. So, um, you know, I have to manage it. I've got to see where they are. I've got to give them a good opportunity. But when they do play and when they are selected, they're ready. You know, you can't just walk into a team, especially if it's top of the league, and, and then suddenly, um, you know, be in the team. Uh, and not really know anyone. I mean, it only had sort of a few days training. Yeah. Um, and we, you know, we we go strongly on our on our training and trust our training and all that sort of thing, as we say. Trust your teammates, and you know they they've got to earn it with their teammates as well as, well as me. But they're both very good players, and they both, of course, will get their opportunity uh, when I believe that it's uh, the right time for them and for us. Talking about training, Gary, you, you're at South Devon College, you said, today. Um, how's how's the, the training facilities standing up to the weather at the moment? Obviously, the all-weather at, at South Devon College is good, but um, has, has it been affected at Seal Hain? Absolutely been affected, yeah. yeah. Um, funny enough, as we speak, I was on my way to Seal Hain and forgot we'd changed it overnight. <laughs> to South Devon College, so I've had to sort of come through Newton, I've had to come back through the other way. But, um, 
Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, brilliant. Well, good luck Saturday. Um, uh, and uh, I, I speak for most talkie fans. I really enjoyed watching the game on uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah. Um, did a really good job. And and in the second half, they, they looked back to the best, didn't they? No, that was great. And listen, you can never play your best in every game for 90-odd minutes every game. No. But you just got to get that consistency over a period of time. And certainly... Our league, our league table looks like we've been pretty consistent over a period of time. You know, we're scoring our goals, we're getting enough wins at the minute to be at the top there, and uh, we've just, we just got to keep going, believing ourselves, which I think we do. Uh, it's, a, it's a real shame that we get it going so well with no supporters, yeah. you know what I mean? You, you really want to share it with them, but it's so difficult to do that, obviously, uh, in this current They will. It was enjoyable, wasn't it? Well, it lasted for a short while, and uh, uh, and we'll get that back again. Okay, thanks, Gaffer. Thanks, Richard. I mean, he, he's right, isn't he? It will be. You know, it's a shame that the fans can't be in on this because uh, eight points clear at the top still. Two huge games to come this uh, over this weekend. Um, th- but they will be back, won't they? Sooner rather than later. They will be. Gary says, doesn't he, that that these games that are coming up are massive against uh, two of the three uh, big. Big rivals, he says. Um, interestingly, uh, whether whether it was just a slip of the tongue or not thinking about it, but he didn't include Hartlepool in there. Um, he, he, he talks about Notts County, Sutton and um, Stockport. Although when you look at Stockport's uh, record and, and the fact that they've got games in hand, yes, they are one of the dangerous teams. It's a strange season, though, isn't it? Because there's so much uncertainty now about what's going to happen in the weeks ahead. There are so many games to fit in. I mean, Torquay, as Gary says, uh, Torquay are going to be playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, mm. Tuesday, almost right through to the end of yeah. the season now. And we're still in the FA Trophy, which we'll come to in a minute. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, the, the, the funding business, as you, as you wrote about in the paper this week, and Nick Broderick mentioned in his column as well, I mean, following the meeting, the non-league paper has got some stuff online this morning, which I'll just run through, if I may. Yeah, go for it. National League clubs have two funding options available to continue the current season, or they can indicate to suspend the campaign following meetings with the league. It says, uh, letters been circulated to the member clubs in advance of the discussions explaining £11 million allocated to support steps one and two. That's us, isn't it? Playing behind closed doors. Steps one and two. Yep, steps one and two is National League and then step two is National League South and North. But it will be be administered by loans with grants available in exceptional circumstances, which has come as a shock to a number of the clubs who, um, you know, they say they wouldn't have started the season in October if they'd been offered loans. 
Well, it's, they've it, got no way of raising any in, income to pay them back. Yeah, it, it is odd because they were. It was indicated that they would be grants. Now you know you you get the season started because of that promise. Um, whether yeah. it was a promise or whether it was a suggestion, I, I guess will come out further down the line. But you know, it does smack of going back on a promise, doesn't it? It does, because I mean, the first three months—October, November, December—funded uh, by grants, yeah. um, national lottery involvement there as well. Yeah. But uh, the, the remainder appears now to be loan money. Um, Various ways it could be distributed. Uh, it could be via, it says here, non-league paper via a central application, yep. which contains a criteria. The second is for the National League to take on the loan and then distribute money to its clubs as grants. Now, that would be my favoured one, but then they're never going to do that. Right. Sport England would then sign off the distribution model, which would ensure fair play. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's probably the preferred option. Yeah. Uh, but the other option, which they're thinking seriously about, obviously, is to suspend the season. Yeah. Uh, which, which would be disastrous. I mean, look, we're, we are, for talking United fans, let's be selfish about this for a moment. We're, you know, we're, we're dominating this league. This is a golden age for Torquay. The last thing we want to do is suspend this season again, isn't it? But also for clubs like Torquay United, and I know they've had these, this loan, but it's money down the drain. You're just pouring money down the drain if you suspend the season because yeah. what's the point in having started it in the first place and spending money on wages and players and, and travelling? And, you know, that, what, what's the point in give, giving clubs a grant of, of £10 million to get through the first half of the season only then to suspend it? It's laughable. Yeah. That's, no, right. I, I do understand where... Some of the smaller clubs in league in the National League South and North are coming from, you know, they are seriously underfunded and suddenly to be told that a grant is turning into a loan uh, must be devastating for them. And yes, they have spoken about going on strike and, you know, not wanting to finish the season because of this. But you cannot um, affect seasons that are going well in the National League. So Torquay, Stockport, Hartlepool, you know, all those teams at the top will look at that and go, this cannot be right. And no. if it happened, I think there would be legal ramifications because you can't, Torquay can't be eight points clear at the top of the National League table having put everything into the season and then suddenly be denied promotion. Whatever stage you are of the season, whether you've got to the 66% or the 75%, which is one of the kind of the magic marker moments when PPG can come in, um, it's just, 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 just not right. It's just not sport. It's a mess as well, isn't it? Because if you did suspend the season, you'd be back into the whole business of trying to keep people on furlough payments. Yeah. Um, again, you've got quite a quite a decent sized squad now because they've been building a squad with the uh, the fixture congestion in yep. mind. So there are financial implications for the club. There are financial implications for the lads themselves as well, because you know, as we say, they're young lads with families. A lot of them, families, commitments, mortgages. Um, you know, these, these are worrying times. The league needs to uh, needs to sort this out and quickly. Yeah, they do. Uh, and we all know there's a reason behind these worrying times and that's, that's bigger than everything else. But at the moment, you know, um, let's sort this out. Get the season. As, as, while we're still allowed to play football, let's play football. Let's play football. That's the, uh, that's the, the motto for this week. Yeah. And we did, we did play football. We played on Tuesday night. We did. 
played up at Boreham Wood. I did not stream the match on Tuesday night. You did stream the match. That was that was a slightly patchy affair, wasn't it? The, uh, uh, the streaming. It seemed to get better in the second half. Now, I, I my broadband isn't the best here, and sometimes I, I I'm never sure if it's my broadband or the stream that's poor. But uh, it does does seem that um, the stream was particularly poor in the first half. Very juttery, yeah. um, difficult to watch, um, and and one of the one of the notable things for me as soon as I turned it on was where the camera was was so low that you could hardly see the other side of the pitch um, because players on this side of the pitch were in the way. You know, it was like sitting yeah. in the front row uh, at Playmore, and you know that. that having that view so well the front row at plain row at plain well standing on the front row at the um the pop side would be the the better analogy yeah. but um yeah so it wasn't great um without being uh, without being ungrateful and churlish about it which well is, so, so, there is a fine line it was not it, there is a fine line yeah. it was nine pound 99 you know what I mean? Um, you, uh, why, why not put the camera a bit higher and, and make it a bit better value? Then surely that's not imp- impossible. Um, no. And if if streaming games live is the future, which it seems to be certainly in the short term, then clubs have got to sort it out, haven't they? If they're charging people a tenner, then you've got to get your money's worth, haven't you? You've got to be able to see the game. I mean, Torquay streaming is very good. There have been some teams this season that have been extremely good. Um, but you know, you if you've got pictures breaking up and, and stuff, just isn't really very good. It's, um, it's that's the thing to, that the clubs have got within their own powers, isn't it? The other thing that that slightly annoys me when you're paying nine pound ninety nine a a game, or I think one of them was twelve pound or something, wasn't it? I can't remember which one it was. Is when the commentators are getting the names wrong, or they've just obviously done no homework. Now I know they're not getting paid, and I appreciate that most of these people are volunteers. Um, but why, why do they have why do they have so much trouble with Asa Hall for a Asa, start? Asa, 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 this and Asa that. But it's not just that. It's just it's you know there was they were going on and on about Christian Pierce that being their biggest new signing for years. And fair enough, that's excellent. They didn't even mention that, that he'd played for Torquay for years. Now you would have thought one quick look at Wikipedia and that would have been a talking point. They should have, they should have known that. But back to the match then. I mean, that got better in the second half for Torquay as well, didn't it? Nil-nil at half-time. Um, a glut of goals towards the end. 4-0 maybe flattered us a little bit. Was that the impression I got? No, uh, if, if, you, if you're going on the first half performance, yeah, but not on the second half performance. I thought they were excellent in the second half and uh, possibly yeah. could have got more. Um, first half was one of those, those halves where you, you kind of go, well, they haven't played since January the 2nd and training's probably been, you know... Yeah stop and start as well so um, yeah once they got into it in the second half of course they scored quite quite quickly in the second half Asa Hall uh, with a lovely uh, lovely left foot shot um, and then um, yeah from there from then on they, they, they really looked like they were in control and uh, there was I think there was one chance um, for, for Boreham Wood uh, and the rest of it was you know talky and, and, and then of course um the goals flowed in in that last ten minutes. Lovely finish by Adam Randall, I thought. That yeah, was a it was a, a lovely curling shot, wasn't it? Um, just just picked out the, the 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 part of the goal where the goalie was never going to get to it. I thought Billy Billy Walters did well to get his 
Um, and then Lemonet Evans. That was a harder finish than it looks, actually, because the goalie was still kind of in front of him. So he, he had to sidestep the goalie to put it into the what what, you know, could be deemed as an open net. It wasn't an open net at all. But yeah, they did really well. And, and it was lovely, lovely, strange word. Uh, it was excellent to see uh, Armani Little uh, back on the pitch and Walters as well. Or w- Waters. So we're away at Southport in the next round. Are we in the yeah. last 16 or the last eight now? We're in the last 16. Southport okay. is not uh, the best of trips, is it really? Um, no, but then nor, nor would Halifax have been, and that's who they, they beat 2-1 to get through to the uh, this round on Tuesday night. Um, I, I don't know, last time we played Southport. Um, Southport's coastal Liverpool, isn't it? It is. I remember playing Southport, you know, the 1970s. Yeah. Saturday nights again. Southport was always, you know, one of those fixtures that came round and round again. Southport's but, a, yeah. one, of those, one of those teams that... Um, Went out of the league at, what, in the eight, late 80s, maybe? Early 90s? I'm not sure. Um, before that, I think. Really? Yeah, okay. Yeah, had, had um, long time. And, and you've always expected them to be higher in non-league than they are. They still feel to me like a big club. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah, they're, they're perennially in the National North, aren't they? They are. That's a good result for them, to win at Halifax. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think they get a decent crowd there as well. Well, they they don't at the moment, obviously, but um, it'll be a good game. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I have to do my research for 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 that, and uh, it'd be interesting to see, read up on them, and see how they've been doing. There's a few um, there's a few chalky connections with Southport. Is there? Okay. uh, Yeah, there's a few 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 interesting people who've been uh, at both clubs. Let's look ahead a little bit then to the the two big games, two six-pointers. Yeah, Gary called called them six-pointers as well. I did note that, so that will be going into my articles in the next week. Of course. We're away at Notts County on Saturday and home to Sutton. Hallelujah, a home game for the first time since Boxing Day uh, against Sutton next Tuesday at Playmore. Hallelujah, Um, yeah. Both uh, both teams who are contenders, aren't they? Once the um, absolutely, you know, once the games in hand have been mopped up, they won't yeah. be very far behind us. No. Um, so Notts County and Sutton, big big games. Uh, obviously, good things for Torquay. Armani Little being back, um, you know, making a good appearance off the bench on Tuesday is a huge bonus. And these two, um, the two young lads who've come in on loan as well. I know we touched on them last week. We touched on Rob Street last week. But uh, they, this could give us some real strength in depth, couldn't it? especially with a couple of players still missing through injury. Absolutely. Um, I think Rob Street will, will get his chance, uh, maybe not straight away, but a, a, as a player to to help out with squad duties. Um, I think Max Sheaf might be um, higher up the pecking order of, of first-team players than Mr Street, but um, we shall see. He has... Uh, Max Sheaf actually played for um, Hull City in, in, in the last couple of seasons and had a really good loan spell out on, uh, at Cheltenham uh, Town as well. So he's got a bit more experience than than uh, than Rob Street, but um, they'll both be absolutely valuable in the coming weeks because, as I said, as I said to Gary, having not played since January the 2nd until last Tuesday, we've now got, COVID permitting, um, quite a run of games yeah. coming up. 
we have indeed. It's very interesting listening to Gary talking. Um, he, there's a video on YouTube which the club has put out. Dominic Me had a chat with Gary as well about these loan signings. Yeah. I, I mean, both of them show you know, the value of having a manager who's got contacts, who knows the game inside out. I mean, Matt Sheaf uh, was on loan at Cheltenham, as you say, last season, which is obviously one of Gary's former clubs. He keeps an eye on the players there, keeps an eye on the players that he worked with. Uh, and had a good old look at Max Sheaf when he was at Cheltenham last season. And Rob Street um, from Crystal Palace, interestingly, uh, Gary and Roy Hodgson go back a long way to the times when they were out in Sweden managing. Is that right? Working in I haven't seen the video um, yet. That was on my list of things to, to watch today. So um, that's interesting. It's very good. Very Two, two talking heads, but, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's interesting. But you know, to have a manager who is able to... Pulling favours is the wrong phrase, but to, to, you know, to be able to yeah. communicate on that level with clubs of that size, um, it really pays dividends, doesn't it? It, it does, and, and it shows experience counts, because experience and contacts, because um, without wanting to, to, to talk badly of previous managers, because it's not their fault, there wasn't a lot of contacts in Torquay United's managers' books uh, over recent years. Um, and, and, and that's because they weren't experienced managers already and you have to start somewhere. So, um, you know, the, the, the contacts that they had were limited and so the, 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 the pool of contacts and the pool of players that are available, the possibilities um, were, were all a little bit smaller. But Gary obviously has been in the game, as we know, since time and memoriam. And um, you know he 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 knows people. He won't thank me for that, and I apologise, Gary. But he knows so many people, and has more importantly has been through situations time and time again that he can recognise and understand what needs to be done, and 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 the kind of players that you need to add to squads to get through them. And and if you've got those two things, experience and the contacts. Um, then that must be, you know, such such a a big thing. It also pays off with the two um, the two other loan lads whose loan deals have been extended because, I mean, Adam Randall, who is turning out to be a terrific acquisition, yeah. and Sam Sherring as well. Uh, both of them have had their loans extended, and again, you've got managements at Argyle and Bournemouth who obviously buy into what Gary's doing. Um, you know, down here at Torquay, but the players are getting good game time. They're leading lights in a team that's that's top of its league, and you know they're they're happy for these guys to finish the season here. Absolutely, and I think the guys are happy to finish their seasons here. Um, there seems to be a really good squad bonding thing going on at, at Torquay at the moment, and and, and that also helps. Um, Adam Randall um, has been talked of as a Plymouth Argyle captain of the future yeah. by his manager, Ryan Lowe. So he obviously holds him in high esteem. And Sam Sherring's been brilliant, uh, being being a defender that has played in, in centre uh, of defence and at right back when needed this season. Um, and, and, you know, his, his parent club will, will be looking at him and thinking, yeah, he's doing really well. And, and, and they want to see, they'll want to see this through, won't they? They, they don't oh, want to yeah. go back now and... and, and, and uh, they they both might be on the verge of the first team at their clubs, um, 
but they don't want to go back and not play competitive football. They want to see this through, win promotion with Torquay, have hopefully when you can a lovely promotion party and then get on with the rest of their careers and uh, uh, and in five years time we'll probably be seeing them on a regular basis at their clubs or even further down the line if they've moved on yeah you certainly feel like they've got that in them both of them yeah um, a, few, um, a few bookings a few yellow cards for uh, Adam Randall I was going to say is that five now I think that's five now uh, in which case we, we, we miss him for um, Saturday's game, do we? I'm not sure if it's four or five. I'll have to have a look at the... OK, I thought it was five, uh, and I put that in the report, so if I've misled people, I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was five. We shall, we shall add that up, and I shall uh, have that in the preview for, for, for Saturday's game on, online. And as, um, as predicted by some of our listeners, we've got the headlines ready, haven't we, for the lone lads. We've got Quality Street. Yeah, well... Yeah. And... And if our new midfielder comes in and excels, it'll be hail to the sheaf. Well done. So you can have that one on me. Thank you. <laughs> Note to self, don't use either. <laughs> there are quite a few connections uh, between Torquay down the years with the clubs that we're playing over the next few days as well. Of course, Notts County, Neil Warnock, Don O'Brien yeah. and Kevin Brookwell. Absolutely. The management team, um, Notts County experience. Kevin Nicholson, of course, was yep. um, at Notts County for some time. Carl Hawley played there under Sven Goran Eriksson. I'd forgotten that he managed Notts County. Thanks to Julian for reminding us of that one. Yeah, that was that weird time when they had loads of money and they had um, Schmeichel in goal and um, they were playing in the lowest division with one of the best goalkeepers in the <clears throat> in the country in goal and, and a former England manager is their manager and, and yeah it was a very weird situation and it didn't last very long did it it all came crashing down didn't it who'd have thought Carl Hawley would play in that kind of exalted company indeed indeed <laughs> uh, Dwayne Darby was there David McVeigh of course who wrote that brilliant book um, State Diana Ross uh, Christian Pierce, who we've already mentioned yeah Player. He, by the uh, way, he'd signed an 18-month contract with Boreham Wood. Has he? Yeah. I, would, I, I mean, I, I don't get the, the whole business of why he left Solihull Moors. No. Because that was very sudden and mm. very yeah. um, definite, wasn't it? It was, it was They parted company, like um, yeah. a mutual kind of a thing. It's so, quite a long contract for a player of, of, of his age. I'm surprised, but yeah. hey-ho. Good player, though. Good player. Yeah. And, and good at that level. Undoubtedly, undoubtedly come back to haunt us at some stage. Yeah, of course. I'm uh, just so glad he, he wasn't uh, ready to play. Uh, just glad he wasn't ready to play for us against uh, uh, the other day. Uh, Sutton, uh, players who played for both Kevin and Manqua. Yeah. Played for both. I remember, I remember doing, I think it might have been Radio Devon, uh, summarising for his debut for Torquay. And that is a horrible word to get your head around and your mouth around when you've only just been introduced to it. Yeah. On the radio. Yes, I, I, the less said about that, the better yeah. probably. Uh, Brett Williams played for Sutton, but then again, who hasn't Brett Williams yeah. played for across the north of England? Uh, and of course, the, the reason Sutton keeps cropping up on your um, Google timeline is Wayne Shaw, the goalkeeper, and Pygate. Remember that? Yes. When Sutton played Arsenal in the FA Cup in 2017. Yeah. Be uh, 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 Paddy Power, was it? 
Yeah, there was some betting activity, wasn't there, on uh, whether he would eat a pie during the course of the match. Yeah. And he did. And, and he did. Uh, and he, all he, sorts he, of trouble ensued. But yeah, I can remember him leaning on the uh, the um, the the bench kind of casing and uh, and just getting a pie out of his pocket and tucking into it. Sort of 20 minutes to go or something, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. Very strange. Strange things about football. Yeah. Uh, some goals on the move. Some of our ex-players on the move. We've mentioned Christian Pierce going to yeah. Warrenwood. Uh, Frank Vincent has gone out on another loan. He's on loan to Walsall now. After uh, he went back to Bournemouth, he's now gone to Walsall. Right, okay, interesting. Alex, Alex Fletcher has moved from Tiverton to Bath. He has. I spoke to... Um, I should be doing that story for the Western World News later on today because um, I kind of was aware it was going to happen, but it hadn't been announced in time for my, my mid-Devon Gazette duties. Um, so uh, I didn't put it in there, but um, I should do a piece later on this week or today. Um, yeah, well, I mean, obviously... He was a big signing for Tiverton, and they, they they now look like they're not going to finish a second season. Six wins out of seven games. <coughs> Eleven goals for Fletcher in those games, uh, in eight yeah. games with a cup game involved. Good player. Good player at that level. Too good, too good not to be playing football because of a cancellation of a season. So that's why he's gone to Bath. And... You, you have to look at that squad, that Tiverton squad, and think, well, if it is completely cancelled, that where else will the, some of those players go? Because you've got Jared Lewington, too good not to be playing football. You've got Craig... Yeah. Uh, um, oh, his name's gone out of my head. The captain who used to be at Exeter who went there during close season. He's too good not to be uh, um, yeah. uh, play, playing football. There's a few players there who could play in National League South level. And, of course, then you've got the likes of Weston. Um, I mean, even even Weymouth might be interested in a couple of the players. You know, there's, there are players there that, that are too good not to be playing. And and Truro, might, it might end up the same with Truro, of course. Truro might be in the yeah. same situation. Truro, by the way, are now moving to Plymouth Parkway uh, for the rest of the season because Lidl are about to start building on their ground and their, gra- their new ground hasn't even been started. So... Plymouth Parkway will be the new ground share for, for Truro uh, from from whenever their season gets going again. Um, that's a bit odd. Uh, when I saw Plymouth in the, the original email, I just presumed they were going to Home Park, not Plymouth Parkway's ground. Plymouth Parkway. Mate. But they've got players like Rocky Neal, um, you know, the, the, the couple of strikers there, really good strikers. Too good not to be playing football for the rest of the yeah. season. One other player on the move, a player we liked a lot when we had him on loan, uh, Jackson Longridge. Yes. Has gone gone from Bradford City back to Livingston up in Scotland. Has he? Oh, that's so, he was there for quite a while, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, we liked him a lot. Yeah. He does really well back up there in Scotland. Good yeah. player. And finally, as they used to say on News at 10, you want to know how the, uh, the ex-goals have been getting on this week? Go on. We've got Scott Rendell, got an own goal. Oh, Hainston. boom. What was he doing back in his own box? I know. I've, ne- I've never, never seen, seen him. <laughs> never been known. Uh, Jake Robinson, a couple of goals uh, for Billericke. He got one against Chelmsford and another one against Dulwich Hamlet. Okay. Uh, John Marquis has got a couple, obviously. He will always get goals. He got one for Pompey in a win against Wimbledon uh, and the winner against Fleetwood. Aidan O'Brien scored for Sunderland as mm-hmm. Argyle beat them. 
the other day. Uh, Luke Young got a penalty for Wrexham as they beat Dover. But we'll save the best couple of uh, ex-goals till last. First of all, three ex-goals scored in the FA Trophy game between Harringay, Borough and Oxford City. Elliot Bennion and Joe Osler both scored for Oxford City. Right. And Bobson Balling. Oh, yeah. Harringay. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah, I do, yeah. Specifically because of the name. Yeah, Bobson Balling didn't see very much. No. Uh, Came off the bench a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah, but there you go. He got a goal for Harringay Borough as they were beaten. And Jamie Reid. Hey! Jamie Reid got the winner for Mansfield in a 3-2 win over Oldham. Excellent. Uh, And that makes us very happy indeed, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Good to see him doing well. Which brings us, I think, to the uh, the end of this week's podcast. Yeah, yeah. Unless unless you have any other business. Um, Just a puppy asleep on my knee. He slept through the whole podcast and I'm sure he's not the first person to have done that. (laughs) So we'll have two big games to discuss on next week. We will. It'll it'll be nice to be actually talking about... Well, it was nice to talk about Ball and Wood, but it'll be nice to talk about league football again, won't it? Yeah, a couple of big games. Looking forward to Sutton on Tuesday night. That will be streamed. Talking United streaming, of course, one of the better ones in the league. Fans um, can help the club by getting the stream on that. We'll be there to talk about it and uh, the stream will be there so that you can watch the game um, from a, uh, actually a better vantage point than we will. Yeah, well, uh, with fans not back in the ground uh, again, will we be moved again back to the the press seats? Oh, maybe. So we don't know, we don't know. But we shall see. Wherever we are in the ground, it doesn't matter, we're in the ground. It does. It's a great privilege to be in yeah. there and we yeah. look forward to bringing you, uh, bringing you the news from Thank you very much for listening. Absolutely. The Yellow Army podcast, and as ever, come come on, you yellows. yellows.